0: Hello, I'm Paul Cromford, an old fool that there's no fool like. And I'm suggesting that any fool can have a bitten bum. You've got one, I've got one. I'm not saying we have backsides like a booming bird, not bittern, but bitten. Robert Burns said, The best laid schemes of mace and men gang after agley," But he might just as well have said, Whatever you're planning, life will come along and bite your bum. At least two of the characters in this episode of Mithered have their plans kiboshed when circumstances change and life's hungry gnashers get stuck into buttocks, in a manner of speaking. Let's find out how. The story so far. Clint Eastworth, stranded in Fairbourn by his mother's mysterious lodger, Harry Giggleswick, has been given a ride part of the way home by Phineas and Aaron, two members of Mr. Melchizedek's underworld organization. But that's enough about him. Now let's drop in on a Boeing 737 flying from Bucharest, Henri Coanda, to London, Heathrow.
1: Currently cruising at 31,000 feet. <sighs> We've got nice, steady weather conditions with a few of those delightful, wispy, cirrus things floating around, as you'll see if you can bother to look out. Barring pilot error or an appalling act of God, I expect us to arrive at Heathrow around oh, 8ish PM local time, which is sort of on schedule. If you have any disgusting and antisocial habits involving your orifices, be good enough to ask a flight attendant for paper napkins. There will be no meal served on this trip, so please find other ways in which to be obnoxious to the cabin crew. Every other bloody plane load does it, so I don't suppose you lot are any different. Have a pleasant flight. Gee, Mr. M, I think the captain needs a few
2: days off.
3: Lean over towards me, Eli. What was that, boss? Lean. Over. Towards. Me.
2: You mean, like this? Yeah. Why am I leaning over like this,
3: boss? I don't like to raise my voice.
2: Yeah, but boss, it looks as if I've got my head on your shoulder.
3: I don't give a shit. Get used to it for the next three hours.
2: Yes, boss.
3: Jeez, what's so great about air travel? You can barely move about, you spend the whole time kidding yourself that you're not stupidly high up in a glorified petrol bomb, and you got 140 other suckers with you, all breaking wind into the air con. Is it any wonder I have my own oxygen bottle?
2: You sure are one of a kind, boss.
3: Uh Uh-huh. Now tell me the latest from England.
2: Okay, Zadok phoned in while you were in duty-free buying your hydration products. He had a report from Aaron and Phineas. Uh Uh-huh. Apparently Harry hightailed it, and fast, out of that two-bit place in Wales. They're guessing he must have made them.
3: Hmm, careless. What else?
2: They gave some limey half-pint a ride, gathered up all the beans they could get him to spill, dumped him by the roadside and, er, went back to their flop house.
3: Right. So when did Harry reach his lodgings? Er... Come on, Jethro had the place staked out, right?
2: Er... yeah.
3: What? What's with the awkward pauses? When did Harry get
2: back? Er... apparently he hasn't turned up yet. Apparently the house is still empty.
3: We've lost Harry? Again?
2: Er, yeah boss.
3: Eli, I... Eli, tell me, am I a patient man? No, Mr. M. No. Does everyone in the organization know that?
2: Yeah, Mr. M, they surely should by now. Especially after what you did to Padaya last year.
3: Yeah, they surely should know, shouldn't they? So why do they still behave like lunkheads? Why are they causing me so much dejection and dismay? I couldn't say, boss. Do they think I like wasting perfectly good sandpaper on people? Don't know, boss.
2: How is Padaya these days? The word is, he still stands up to eat his TV dinners. Boss, I guess Harry just did something nobody had bargained for today. He's not an idiot.
3: Harry, Harry, Harry. Where are you running with my three million, Harry?
2: Boss, if I don't straighten up soon, my sinuses are gonna drain all over your coat.
3: You heard the captain, Eli. Bum a napkin from the attendant and shove it up your nose. You're staying put. Yes, boss.
0: And what did happen to Harry? Or Mrs. Eastworth, for that matter? Via the miracle of a narrator voice saying, let's jump back seven hours, etc. Let's jump back seven hours and find ourselves in a veteran motorhome speeding north on the A470 in North Wales.
4: Woohoo! I'm walking on sunshine. (sighs) Woohoo! I'm walking on sunshine. This is pleasant, isn't it? What the hell
5: are you talking about?
4: I'm trying to act as if this is all perfectly normal, Mr Giggleswick. Oh yeah? Very civilised, very calm. I'm accepting my abduction and probable ravishment like a lady. Probably just how Helen of Troy felt.
5: Ravishment? Mrs E, in the first place. All I wanted to do was put some miles between those two guys and me. In the second place, I would have preferred to be doing it alone. And in the third place, begging your pardon. You're no Helen of Troy, ma'am.
4: Hmph. Well, that's all as may be. But I'm not leaving this Winnebagoo until we get back home.
5: We ain't going home. You what? Leastways, I ain't. Got everything I need right here.
4: But... but what...
5: I'm dropping you off. Somewhere.
4: What? You're going to just abandon me like you did poor Clinton?
5: (laughs) Not quite. Haven't I heard you many times yarning on and on about some friend you got who lives hereabouts?
4: I sometimes mention my friend Iris, yes. She lives in Port Maddock and she's very nice.
5: Right. So how do I get to Port Maddock?
4: As luck would have it, stay on this road and follow the signs.
5: You should get your case packed because when we arrive there, I ain't gonna hang around.
4: I suppose there's no point in me asking why you're running away from those men? Nope. The less I know, the better for me, is that it?
5: No, I figure you're too much of a lame brain to understand.
4: Oh, I see. So when I get out at Port Maddock, is that it? Will I ever see you again, Mr Giggleswick?
5: You never know your luck, Mrs E. Incidentally, do I owe you anything for board and lodging?
4: Oh, I don't think so. I'll just sell off whatever you've left in your room, as you obviously won't be wanting any of it.
5: Makes no never mind to me what you do with it.
4: Well, all right then, Harry.
5: Cut that out.
0: They didn't say anything else remotely interesting for the rest of the journey to Porthmadoc, so let us come forward a couple of hours. Harry, now gloriously alone, completed a great loop of the County of Gwyneth, taking the A496 back to Barmouth and continuing east, until he joined the highly convenient Welsh Marches motorway that hardly anyone ever seems to know about.
5: If you ever plan to motor west, and your Chevy's just been repossessed. Well then, dude, your chances are screwed. Hmm. Gonna need to chow down on a quarter pounder or something soon. And how about that? Here are some freeway services. I'll just pull in and... Ah, you're kidding me.
4: You scumbag!
5: Outstanding. That's just freaking great.
4: I could see it was you, you evil bleeder.
5: What the hell are you doing here?
4: I got dumped. Again. I've been trying to hitch a lift for the last hour.
5: Hey, well, you know, I'd love to stay and chew the fat, short stuff, but I need a burger and some fries.
4: Wait a minute! And I mean
5: right now, so stand aside.
4: How's me poor mother? What sort of state have you worked her up into? You stand aside, I'm coming in to rescue her.
5: Okay, be my guest. I've just made sure you can't leave without me. Have fun looking for your mom in there.
4: What? What do you mean? What have you done with her? Where's she gone?
5: You know, I thought there'd be much more good eating on her, but see, I'm still peckish. What? Later, Frosty.
4: Mom! Where's he put you, Mum? Why is all this happening to me?
0: What next for mithered little Clinton? Is Harry about to eat the worst meal of his life? Where is the most dangerous place in Britain on a Saturday night? All of these questions will be answered in next week's edition of Any Fool Can, Season 3, Episode 12, uploading on Thursday, the 21st of October. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Any Fool Can is a Paul Cromford production. I am that man. I created the characters and sketches heard in this podcast, and I hereby assert my moral rights to their ownership.